So, um, welcome to Overtired. It's been three months. I think this might be our longest uh, time between episodes, but there were two months between the last two episodes, so we are uh, lowering the bar repeatedly. We, we are. Um, this is our, our semi-annual podcast is what it's going to become. <laughs> no, we're going to get we're going to get on track. Uh, we've both just had life events and, and stuff happening, and I'm glad we're finally doing this. Speaking of which, I kind of I kind of want to start with the health corner because you, you got run over by a car. Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, I was crossing the street in a pedestrian crosswalk. And it's one of those 24-7, like always a pedestrian crosswalk, like there's a big sign and it flashes and there's a there's a sign that says crosswalk and and uh, I'm crossing the street in the morning. It's not even in the evening or anything, you know, guy can't claim that he just wasn't paying attention and I'm, I'm crossing the street to take my bus to work. And uh, car uh, car comes right into me, right into my right side. And um, I flew a few feet. I rolled underneath um, the bus that I was trying to catch. So that was fun. <laughs> so you caught um, it. Uh, I, I broke my wrist. Um, I messed up my knee. That's been the thing that's been the most problematic. So this was like right at six weeks ago now that this happened. And at first, like I knew that I broke my wrist. I could tell looking at it. After um, I was pulled out, you know, from under the bus, I was only under the bus for like a second. So I, I don't want to make I mean, it was horrifying, but I don't want to make it seem like it was worse than it was. <laughs> and when I was sitting on uh, the curb and kind of in shock and, and uh, my fellow colleagues were calling 911 and I was calling Grant to be like, yo, because this literally happened right in front of my apartment. I could cross the street. and I was like, I was just hit by a car. Um you know, my, my body hurt, um, but it was mostly my arm. And later on, like I, my, my knee started to hurt. Um, but I didn't know if it was the bruising or, or what it was, but as time has gone on, it's just continued to be more and more sore. So I'm finally going to the doctor tomorrow to get the referral that I need to actually go to a specialist. I don't know if I tore a ligament or what I did, but it, it, it hurts. Um, when my, when my knee is, um, like I can't flex my knee the way that, I can, um, my other ones. So something's going on with that, which is not fun, but I, but I, I'm alive. So that's, that's, that's the important thing, frankly. I bet your Microsoft benefits have pretty good insurance, huh? Oh, they definitely do. And I'm not concerned about that. I mean, look again, like this was clearly not my fault. Um, and the guy was even cited, you know, by the, by the police who came over and whatnot. And he admitted fault at the scene. So, you know, um, if, if my own benefits weren't going to do something, then, um, and, and there still might be legal action. I'm not really sure. You know, I, I don't want to like say to speculate too much on that, but, um, that's certainly, uh, not something that, um, I'm concerned with. It's just, you know, a pain that, yeah. I somehow lost my tax credit for the, uh, ACA insurance. So instead of really? paying $130 a month, I'm currently paying, $700 a month with a deductible that means I also spend about 500 on meds. Oh my god. And I don't make that much money. So the, I'm not really um feeling super insured right now because it yeah. could easily come a month where I just can't afford it anymore. No, I mean so so Okay, so what happens in this case? Was this the change in like the 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 the, the bill status? Was this a change in 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 you know the Republicans trying to? I honestly, ACA? I well, don't know. I submitted the exact same paperwork I did last year, and I was immediately cleared last year for a tax credit, uh, which you know essentially is proactive, and they lower your rate. Uh, sure. This year, they said, "Oh, we think you make too much money now," and it's awkward because I you know my income fluctuates tremendously so right. I generally like to base things like that off of my lowest expectation um, but that didn't matter and I, I don't know exactly what changed if anything or if they just decided I, I, I was making more than I said I was somehow I don't know but it's really expensive yeah no I mean honestly 
that's the thing that, that like scares me more than almost anything else with in terms like one of the reasons why I, I, I personally I don't know if I would be able to work independently um, would be health insurance. Yeah. No, it's, you know, I had high hopes for a while because the ACA was doing amazing things for me. Oh, totally. And I, and, and, but you know, we now have an administration, we're going to go ahead and get into politics, you know, that, that is literally doing everything it can to go hell bent, hell bent on gutting it for no apparent reason. I mean, other than it it was created by a black guy. Yeah. And I mean, it's, uh, it's insane. And it, and it's so frustrating because it winds up costing so much more money because if you have something catastrophic happen, you know, that's going to be covered anyway. I mean, it's like preventative care, uh, reduces the cost of things. It's just, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and, and people are celebrating these, these tax cuts. It's like, I (laughs) would rather that they didn't actually get right and i'm like okay i would rather you know whatever this this alleged tax cut that i'm getting um i'll be honest i would much rather have that money go into a pool for universal health care yep like full stop i know that there are some people who are listening who are like i don't want my money going to that i'm like i do because i i don't want to have i don't think it's it's fair for people to have to feel like i have to have a job at a big company to support me. And the thing is, is that I've been at big companies before. Like I was, my previous employer was technically Univision and, and our healthcare was different from theirs because the union had, um, negotiated different things, but they, I mean, my deductibles there and and what it would cover and, and what, you know, I get at Microsoft are very different. And you see like the difference in care and it's, it's just, it's, it's scary. Like you don't, I don't know, I, I don't wish it on anybody. And so it, it pains me because I've been in your situation before the ACA, before Mashable got healthcare, I was paying for Cobra and having to pay, um, for my medicine. And it was, it was over a thousand dollars a month yeah. just so I could that, my meds. That's where I was before the ACA. I was spending. I think my premium was almost eighteen hundred dollars a month. I wasn't was, that high, but it, it was. Covered, it was, high. It was a ten thousand dollar deductible on that. Yeah, no. When I was, you know, for medicine, I was on Provigil. You know, it was so expensive. I think I, I wound up basically having to go off of it because um, between the the cost even with Cobra and Cobra, it was just, it was, you know, it was almost my entire, I mean, it was half of my income, um, or, or a third of it anyway, um, half of my after tax income for sure. So yeah, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. And and people don't understand that. And, And at that time I was like 27 years old and people aren't understanding, Oh, you know, anybody can get insurance. I'm like, I'm 27 non smoker underweight, like, no problems except for this whole depression thing, but pre-existing condition means that I can't get insurance from anybody else. So I have to, thankfully, I was able to get on Cobra. My, I was able to stay on my parents longer than I should have been. And then I was able to get on Cobra um, with that same coverage. But otherwise, I would have, I don't even know if I would have been able to get even Cobra. You know, I, I would have had to go through like Kaiser or someone and, and had like an HMO, which, which would have been useless. Yeah. See, like for me, it was, um, back then I still had a, uh, a narcotics rehab on my record mm. from within the last seven years, which is how long it takes for that not to matter as much anymore. Interesting. Uh, so I didn't know about that. I was, I was screwed no matter what. I had like zero options other than this $1,800 a month. And I, I think ultimately I just didn't have insurance for quite a while. Yeah, but. no, that's the case. A lot of people, I mean, before the ACA, this is what I always try to explain to people. Like I have friends who are college graduates who, you know, for whatever reason they had, they didn't have jobs that had good benefits. People with college degrees who don't have health insurance and can't get their health problems taken care of because pre-existing conditions and, these are the parts of the ACA that people never talk about the, the, the benefits, you know, and I'm not saying that it's perfect and obviously things could be improved, but the reason that, that it's bad uh, by and large is not because of um, Democrats. It's because of Republicans doing everything they can to make it as, as, as terrible as possible. Well, and from putting, the beginning, they basically yes, voted that's what uh, I'm saying. self-destruct mechanisms into it. Um, well, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, uh, it, <laughs> Back to the health corner for one sec. Sure. You mentioned Pro Vigil. 
Yes. Just the other night, I maybe for the second time in my life made the mistake of absentmindedly taking my morning meds in the evening. And my morning meds include Vyvanse, which is uh, a right. stimulant for my ADHD. Yes. Yeah, I, t- I take Dexedrine, which is like the yeah. same thing. I, I think it's a, actually, isn't Dexedrine AMP class? I forget. There, I mean, it's, it's, it's a class. It, it's like the same as, as Ritalin or whatever. So yeah, and this, yeah. Vyvanse is a different class and it's, it's weird. It's a different class. Because yeah, it because... doesn't, it, it, can, it can have the effect of <clears throat> sharpening your brain without actually uh, waking you up. Which right. sucks if you take it in the evening because then you never actually fall asleep, but you're too tired to get up and even read. <laughs> it was a hellish night. We were supposed to record the next day and I had to cancel. Yep. No, and I, I, I totally understood because I've, I've gone through that myself. Um, and yeah, it, it's uh, I, I've tried Vyvanse before. It For whatever reason, it doesn't work for me. Um, I know that it, like it's molecularly supposed to be the same as... Um, dexedrine but because of however it's formulated it just it doesn't work for me it's just one of those things i'll say it doesn't work great for me uh but after that whole snafu where they took my meds away and everything right um, you'll take what you get yeah it it was the it's the one that's designed for kids basically like yes well it's designed for kids it can't be abused, yeah, because you can't snort it. Like, you can't and, sell and you it. you can't yeah. really OD on it. The way it's processed, uh, anything that is beyond what your body can handle just passes through. Which right. All of which I'm fine with, uh, but it just definitely does not have the same... Uh, kick. Well, it's not even the kick. It's just, like, I don't... I can't stick with a project for as long as I can if I'm on, uh, like, a Ritalin class, like uh, Focalin or Ritalin. Um, it's, it's working. I'm not complaining. I have something now. I'm actually, you know, working again, uh, <laughs> recovering from a year and a half without being able to work. But dude, so ha- ha- did I ever tell you about the 2016 tax tax snafu? No, you didn't. All right. I'll make this short. Um, this has nothing to do with politics. This is my own screw up. Um, uh, 2016, I, I made a lot of money. Um, in fact, I think, it, no, it's 2014 was when this started. I made a, a, a lot of money. I was working at AOL, getting a, a good paycheck there, and my side projects were taking off, and I was basically making my AOL salary again on the side. And in the process of reporting my taxes, uh, $50,000 got lost uh, as far as me reporting my income. And it was absolutely not intentional. But uh, when our return came back, we were like, wait, we, we saved up, you know, 20 grand here to pay taxes. And the account was like, well, no, you, you don't owe anything. In fact, you get a refund. We're like, great. Okay. Uh, put the money into the house and everything. And, um, then in 2016, we found out, oh, no, you did make a mistake and you owe us $25,000 from the IRS. And I had to take out a loan to pay that. And so I've been working that down since. And then last week, day before I had this Vyvanse night, I got a letter from the Minnesota Department of Revenue saying, hey, we just found out that you amended your federal return, but you didn't amend your state return. So you owe us, you know, another five grand plus penalties, uh, the negligence penalty. And I had assumed that the accountant that was we went to her and said, please just, you know, fix this. And. I had assumed she would amend the state tax return at the same time that I had already paid for that as well. So now I have this huge, huge problem. And then I spent a night, you know, on stimulants, half dreaming, half awake about right. money Freaking stress. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, I, I, though, my brain kicks into like problem solving mode. I'll spend a day in like just despondent, like, what, what am I going to do? But then eventually it kicks into like, okay, so here's the options. And obviously those include like going off the grid and living in the woods. But um, there, I, have, I have other plans. Things to try first. 
Yeah, they might be able to put you on a payment plan or something. Oh, yeah. You don't want to do a payment plan in my experience because they basically then you're required to submit all of your income to them and they decide what they want to take. Gotcha. It's easier for me to find a way to pay it up front and then pay it back, whether that's a loan or, uh, you know, divesting stocks, things like that. I'll figure it out one way or another it's uh compounded by the fact that it's almost april again and this is <laughs> from like four years ago oh fuck me i have my own tax drama uh that i really don't want to get into that i'm worried about and that i've been kind of avoiding that it's going to be bad for me as well so yeah I, so you I'm, understand the stress i really do yeah because I'm, I'm not even dealing with it and which is only making it worse but yeah mm. totally no, it takes me like two days to work up the motivation to actually start uh, dealing with it. And in the case of like last year's taxes, it took me uh, two months. I had to file for an extension just because my own brain just would not, wouldn't deal with what I knew was going to be ugly. Yeah, it's a habit. <laughs> it, a la last health corner section. To try to catch up with you, I took a spill on the ice yesterday. Okay. Uh, I did How's not. Body? I did not manage to break anything. That's very good. Uh, I woke up almost unable to sit up in bed. Like oh, no. I, 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 I was walking the dogs. I had uh, the pit bull in one hand, like the leash, and the other hand was carrying a full poop bag. <laughs> and the road that we were walking on was. Uh, it was wet, like it was warm out. I uh, wasn't thinking about ice. And then there was a snowy patch and walking into it, all of a sudden in a split second, I, I was horizontal and landed on my upper back and head at the same time. Oh gosh. Which is unusual for me because I'm usually really good at like instinctively like rolling and padding. Um, I was in gymnastics when I was a kid. So this was this was unusual. Knocked the wind out of me, and then as I like was able to open my eyes, I realized I never dropped the dog or the poop <sighs> bag. Like That's amazing. Both, uh, yeah. Like back when I used to drink more, uh, you, you'd see me at the bar. I could fall down, and I would not spill my beer. Uh, my brain focuses more on. <laughs> not dropping things than on protecting my head see yeah that, that that's how my body has historically worked too like i remember one time in college i had my ipod in one hand and I had my my laptop bag like in another and i fell down some stairs and i made the decision to sacrifice my body over my ipod mm -hmm. and some girl laughed at me and i was like what are you looking at, bitch? You know what I mean? Like, who the fuck laughs at somebody who falls down the stairs? Like, what the hell is your problem? I was, like, mad. I was like, fuck you. Um, but it was interesting because when I got hit by the car, I don't know what I really did. Somehow my phone fell out of my pocket but survived because when the guy got out of the car to check on me, he handed me my phone like I cared about that. And I was happy that my iPhone 10 did not crack because that would have been really bad. Yeah. But that would have been like another reason for me to be pissed off. Um, but because uh, at the time I was just like in shock that I'd been hit by a car and was yelling things at him. If you had um, to choose between your wrist and the iPhone, which would you rather have broken? Oh, my my, my iPhone. Absolutely. OK. Wait, you because would rather right... you'd rather have I would broken rather your have iPhone. Broken my... Absolutely. OK. Absolutely. That's comforting. Yeah, no, I mean, here's the thing. I it, Before this happened, I might have said the my wrist, but it was my right wrist. I'm right-handed, and I was in a splint for two weeks, so I couldn't type because it was I couldn't wear long sleeves. It went up past my elbow. It was bad, and even now when I can type, I can't open stuff up. You know, I don't have full – you know, it, it sucks. Like, I would much rather – because I had Apple Care, so and like I said, it was this guy's fault, so I would have made him pay for it. But, like, yeah, no, I would have – not having when you're right-handed and you lose mobility with your wrist and you don't even think about all the things that you do with it like the like I said for two weeks you know and I had to wear like a bag over it like I couldn't really shower with it I couldn't um, wash my hair I couldn't really brush my teeth I couldn't shave under my arms I couldn't you know there are so many things that you don't even think about doing eyeliner has been a problem like there's so many things you don't even think about doing in your day-to-day -day life with your hand with your wrist that you can't do 
And so, yeah, absolutely. I would, I would much rather have a broken phone than a broken wrist. I kind of want to come back to talking about the iPhone 10. We'll put yeah. a pin in that. So, okay. Well, since we're just basically catching up over the phone right now, what, what's, what's good happened in the last three months? Well, work has been pretty good. Um, I think I told you that I joined another team and so that's been fun. Um, and I'm basically doing, you know, like developer relations type stuff now. Um, but I'm mostly doing creating video content and that's been really fun. And I've been going to events. I'll be in New York, um, in, um, next week, um, for most of the week for, um, a, a um, black women talk tech conference, uh, that we're sponsoring and I'll be interviewing some really amazing people there. Um, and, and trying to kind of listen and get their perspective on how we can improve, like getting, um, you know, people of color into, into jobs at places like Microsoft and, and listening to that, you know, their, their feedback and, and, and their stories. I'm really looking forward to that. And, um, there's been a lot of good TV. <laughs> yeah. um, such as, uh, I'm really into uh, the uh, the new um, season of um, American Crime Story: The Assassination of Johnny Versace. Uh, I think that's really excellent. I have not watched um, it. It's really good, and there's been a lot of stuff on Netflix that there's been so much stuff on Netflix that I can't even think of all of it that's come out in the last few months. Have you seen Altered Carbon? No, I haven't, but I've heard really good things. That one's good. Um, I've been, I just started watching Black Mirror like last month. I'm up to the current season now. Oh yeah, Black Mirror is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Mirror is so good. Have you seen Electric Dreams on Amazon Prime? Yes, I have. That one I'm loving as well. And The Tick on Prime? I, I gotta say, there was a show. Good? There was a show. There was a Tick. There was the tick with uh, Patrick Warburton. Yes. And I've not the been able to find one. that one. Yeah, it was on Fox in 2001, I want to say. Yeah, that, that um, sounds exactly right. Huh. But this new one's pretty good. I, I, I'm liking it. Okay, that's that, that, that's good to know. Yeah, um, I, uh, I've been disappointed with this season of The Bachelor, but <laughs> I read the spoilers and... The, the the so the guy is the the guy is totally boring and a total douche and and he was clearly like their last minute pick like whoever they really wanted told them no and then changed his mind too late and they were kind of stuck with this guy who competed like six years ago so all the girls who were on the show for this like they thought that they were going to get this Peter guy and then they're like who is Ari like I didn't even remember who he was my friend Allie texted me to say he's the new bachelor and I'm like, who the hell is he and she was like from Emily Maynard season. And I was like, I don't even remember. Like, I didn't even remember. I was like, Oh my God, that guy, uh, the season has been totally boring, but apparently he's a total dog. Like he's the worst. Like before he was on the show, he was hooking up with all kinds of girls. And then as soon as he got off the show, he was continuing to kind of like text people he used to be with. And apparently he, what he did and, and this has happened before, but I feel like it's even worse in this case. If you do it again, he picks one girl, he proposes to her and then after the show ends and while the new season is airing, he decides this isn't working, breaks it off with her. And now he's currently dating the girl that he picked for second place. So when they all get there get together for their reunion in like two weeks, it's going to be awkward as fuck, which or awkward AF as the teens say. And, uh, I'm kind of living for that. But, but other than that, the season's been pretty terrible, which, which is disappointing for me. I will also say I really don't like watching The Bachelor on the West Coast because all the good Twitter conversations happen on the East Coast. And because it starts to air at five o'clock, it's like my time. Like it's hard for me to want to get into like Bachelor mode at like five o'clock on Mondays. So but, but I think that for Bachelorette, if I watch it, like I'm going to have to to figure out a VPN situation and like steal um a, a feed because there's no way that I can continue watching three hours behind. It just doesn't work. I cannot relate to you in any way to the extent that's that I'm, I'm going to go ahead and move on rather than yeah, that's express fine. my own feelings about the bachelor. I mean, that's fine. I, I I'm, I'm fair with that. I just, I just figured you asked what was, what was new. And I was thinking about television and, and the bachelor is part of my television diet and you know this. So, uh, I, I tend to, I tend to ignore that. I tend to yeah, I know. when I think you, about you, you to, I just I just block that part. 
Yep, yep. You're like, she's so cool in all these other ways. We're yeah. going to pretend like this doesn't happen. We're I totally understand. Focus, totally focus on the qualities. Um, I, I'll admit, like, I've been, I started watching Dexter again from, like, I think I started with season two, but just been yeah. like, working my way through Dexter because, uh, like, right, you know, there's a lot off uh, off the air right now. Um, yep. Waiting for Lucifer to come back, waiting desperately for the Orville to come back. Uh, they have planned cameos on the Orville from number two and Picard, which I am super psyched about. Um, you're watching the Orville, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, the Americans is, is, is about to come back for its final season. I'm very excited about that. I'm way behind on the Americans. Uh, so it's all on it, all, all the, the first five seasons or whatever are all on Amazon Prime. So that's uh that's i don't know to me especially now with all the russian like hacking stuff and yeah. and and you know like it's more relevant than ever before um i mean it was already relevant like when the show started because it was based on real stuff but it's just become even more relevant and i love the show so very much so there, I'm happy there's about that. some relevant news though apple tv amazon prime app came out since we last yep. talked yes yes that it is, did that is very exciting to me me too. I know people are bitching about it, and I'm like, oh, sure. Right. It's not a great interface. It's not no, a well but, done app for the Apple TV. No, but it, no, but it works. Right. And, and the thing I is, I can finally use just, my Amazon Prime Video. I was gonna say, and the, the nice thing is too, is that it um, it integrates with the TV app, unlike Netflix. Yeah. So you can add shows and stuff into it, and and so I find what I what I try to do more often is to try to just kind of add stuff to the TV app. And use that as my main interface. It sucks that Netflix doesn't integrate with it, and I understand why Netflix doesn't want to. But it sucks that they they don't. But I mean, voice search gets you a long way as well. Um, so I, I don't mind it. I mean, people complain, oh, it's not native. I'm like, but I, I had this kind of discussion with people last week on Twitter. I was like, you know, and I've been saying this for years. There was a time when Apple TV was one of the best selling set top boxes. Those days are long behind us. And if I'm Amazon. I'm focusing on Roku, which has way more limited interface. I'm focusing on Chromecast. I'm fo- well, not Chromecast because they don't support that, but I'm, I'm focusing on on you know Fire TV. I'm focusing on you know some of these smart TV things. I'm not focusing on Apple TV. Like yeah, they, it, it, it's amazing that they have a deal to have it on it at all. Like we, because it, it, I know that years ago, um, Amazon was desperate desperate to be on Apple TV, and Apple was the one playing hardball. And I think what happened actually this time was the was the reverse was that you know apple came up and was like please 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 make an app and they were like all right fine but you've got to maybe you know give us some you know wiggle room in some other way so i'm not i mean it's not a great interface like you said but it works and at least all the content is there and at least um it integrates well into into the search function so yeah i'm happy happy. um so did you see the Joel McHale show with Joel McHale? Yes, it's the soup. I love it. It really is. And I don't know why they, they didn't more blatantly reference the soup. but uh, Probably because the E-Network would sue them. <laughs> I suppose. Like it felt at first I was like, oh, man, they they basically turned the soup into Tosh.0 and stuck Joel McHale in it. But no, it actually it's it's going to stand as its own thing. Absolutely. And it was it was funny. There was an interview with him and I can't remember where it was, but he basically kind of admitted that it was E themselves that kind of killed the soup because um, when the Kardashians started airing on the network, he would make fun of them. And then new management came in and, and they were like and apparently like Chris Jenner would call in and complain and new management basically told them you cannot make fun of the Kardashians. And he was like, but that's going to ruin the show. Like, I have to make fun of the Kardashians. And they were like, no, you can't. So that kind of killed the show. So <laughs> He's right. He how, is right. How I could mean, you possibly do the soup without making fun of the Kardashians? Exactly. Uh, exactly. I mean, but, you know, I, I, I it was funny because before his new show like came out i was i found some clips on youtube of like i think like one of the last episodes or whatever when he was doing all the best bits you know the whitney and bobby kiss my ass and you know just some of those things and (laughs) to this day like are still some of my most favorite things in the world and um i was just like reminiscing i was like man that was good stuff so i'm really glad that that's back um i also like the david letterman um uh you know uh show on on netflix i think that's really good yeah so, uh, this okay. So this references the um, the Bachelor and 
uh, also another Netflix show called Masters of None. Yep. And I'm going to just shift this conversation really hard to Me Too. Mm-hmm. We, Aziz Ansari happened while while we were on while our, we were on break, yeah. our latest hiatus. Yep. T- tell me, tell me how, how not not like what you've read about it. Tell me how you felt about this. So I thought that the journalism was awful, and I thought that whatever um, conversation that that might have needed to be had. Um, was really obfuscated by how terrible the journalism was. And I'd said that on Twitter kind of from the beginning. And, and I, look, I think that if, if you know, it all went down as described, I think that maybe he was kind of gross and it wasn't a great date and it, it wasn't awesome. And I kind of look at him like, ew. But I feel like the way that the journalism was done and I feel like the conflation of that with some of the more egregious things to me, I feel like had the potential to be a lot more damaging to me too and to this whole discussion than anything else. So that was my first thought. I was like, because I'd been waiting. Like, at what point is this going to go to a point where people can't can't relate to the victim anymore? Um, and and I, my first thought when I read the story was, wait, what? This is basically like dating. Did you ever watch Big Mouth? No. Uh, It's an amazing cartoon on Netflix. Um, Great cast. It's awesome. Um, Oh, wait. No, I've seen that one. It's really dirty. It's like, it's kind of like uncomfortably dirty. It's quite dirty, but also very realistic. Um, Yeah. I I just, I remember, I remember just some of the stuff with like the the teenage boys stuff and being like, I can't watch this. Well, okay. So for for me, it was like, holy, holy shit. This is like, I, I remember all of these things. And part of it was these kids uh, dating girls and doing what they thought they were supposed to do. And so as I'm reading this, uh, like Aziz story, I'm realizing, wait, okay. So this reaction I have that, wait, this is, this is what, this is how dating works is the problem. Like, and I'm starting to look at it. And now that I've kind of processed it the same way I've processed Al Franken and all of this, like people that I truly admire, being becoming bad guys i've come to accept that taking down someone like anziz for behavior for like aziz for for behavior that we can all kind of either have experienced or have felt like was the appropriate thing to do um it 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 kind of has to happen like we need we need examples in order to say okay wait we're teaching kids we're teaching guys as kids the wrong way we're teaching them that yeah that they need sex and they have to push for it and women's job is to say no and your job is to convince them otherwise to be fair and to be clear like i have never done this like you're never gonna hear not after after in sixth grade i i kissed a girl and uh she considered that too forward and she broke up with me the next day um never since then have I ever pushed or pressured or any of that. So I, I feel like good for you. Sure. And I feel like if anyone's looking for good guys, I I could sign up for it. But at the same time, I'm fully aware that this, this rape culture isn't, it, it truly is part of the culture. And we, it's very easy for us to say, Oh, he didn't do anything wrong. He was just, oh, he was just he, playing the game. Think- no, see, see, my, my my thought was never that he didn't do anything wrong because that that's not my my take at all. I think I think he was gross, and I think the situation was gross, and I think it was shitty, and it was a bad date, and I don't think it was okay. I don't think that the way that the reporting was done was agreed. A, in, 100% agreed like, there. Like, like 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 the reporting ruined it, and I'd said that as much, and it was funny because I'd actually kind of railed about that before. Jezebel wrote some of their things, and some other people kind of attacked it, and and I blame the publication. You know, you've got really young women who are writing for no money, who you know, and and then that then that woman went after Ashley freaking Ashley fucking Banfield, who look, I might not agree with everything she says, but she's been a fucking war correspondent, and on 9/11 she was actually reporting like 
when no one else was and in doing stuff that no one else was doing like fuck you for talking about Ashley Banfield's makeup like seriously <laughs> and then pretending like your career is actually going well when you probably have four roommates in a shitty apartment in Bushwick and you're making like $22,000 a year like fuck off like seriously like that that girl can just like fuck off and die but like tell us how you really feel well i'm just saying because it's it, it's frustrating as somebody who used to be in media to see people act that way and i felt like the reporting really did a disservice to the story because i felt like there was a real conversation to be had about this is not okay this is not all right this happens way too often and women don't feel empowered or feel like it's acceptable to speak out and say, I don't want this. And we need to start talking about why, and we need to start talking about expectations and we need to start talking about behavior that men express. And I think that's a really valid conversation, but I don't think that the way that it was done benefited anyone because instead everybody dismisses any of the conversation points you could have because she focused on the fact that he didn't ask her what kind of wine she wanted. And, you know, like, yeah. And some other things, you know, it just, it was bad. Like the, it was a bad date and it was gross. And I certainly don't think his behavior was noble. And I'm, I'm certainly, I, my feeling was never, Oh, he was innocent. It's just the way that it was, it was written and reported was so terrible that that ended up becoming the focal point, which is not supposed to be how it is. But here's like, what, like here, here's what happened though, is that the, the poor journalism in that piece uh, spawned, reaction pieces yep uh and and in several cases vehement reaction pieces which then spawned their own reaction pieces that started to find this level ground like here's what the conversation actually should be and for me like that process which probably wouldn't have happened if the story had been well reported in the first place uh because it was so kind of shouted out like a you know a, a, an ADHD teenager um the 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 stories that it created then changed the conversation uh i can't speak for the general public but for me like this has now come down to the common man not because Aziz Ansari is a common man but because we can all see in that story stuff that we're familiar with actually being part of uh, a normal culture. Yeah. And yeah. So like it, it served to help me understand the movement in a way that none of the high profile uh, people in power abusing their power kind of stuff did and actually brought yeah. it down to this is what guys on dates do. This isn't someone with yeah. millions of dollars and a button under their desk that locks a door. This is this is relatable to everyone, whether they're doing it or not. It's no, relatable. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I, my fear is that I don't know how many people took that level of nuance um, as you know, I, I do worry that because some of the immediate knee jerk or reactionary pieces were um, second wave feminists basically saying, um, suck it up. And, and this wasn't that big of a deal. And I certainly don't want to, you know, conflate it and say that having a bad date where you did consent is on the same level as, as, as you know, when you don't consent, because um, it's different. And and I do think that women have agency, and we need to know that we have agency. But I do also agree with you that we need to have a broader discussion about why people don't feel comfortable speaking up when things are pushed, why expectations are a certain way, and why. Because I definitely have had situations in my own life, especially you know when I was when I was younger, where I agreed and kind of went along with things I didn't really want to do because I didn't feel like I could not right. do them because I felt like it was an expectation so, and, and, it, and, and, and that's, a, and that's shitty and that sucks. But when I look back on that, I, I, you know, it, it's, yeah, it, it, in it, so you, you can relate to that situation, but I just feel like the bad journalism also gave, um, people who are in, in who are going to critique and, and dismiss, any discussion around this as it, just it was people a, being it was a bruise it, it was a bruise yeah. yes um but for so i go to my i go to my folks house every saturday morning for pancakes and uh because we we now live in the same city and it's easy and we have conversations and there are a lot of topics that we avoid because they are very religious staunch republican fox news watching people and so we just 
we have certain things we skirt around. Uh, the Me Too movement has come up multiple times. And after the Aziz story, I feel like even their take on the conversation changed. The discussion was, uh, it, it was super heartening. And also, uh, like, my mom, <laughs> my mom was able to say, like, yeah, no, this has been happening since I was a kid dating. You know, back in the 50s, 60s, I don't even know. Um, math is hard. But, uh, like, it, it it did serve... It, it had nothing to do with the story, like the original reporting of the story. It had to do with just introducing this dynamic and what it meant. And at this point, I don't think anyone's actually referencing the original story anymore. They're referencing, like, the third generation no, reaction story. So... Yeah. No, I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. And and I'm I'm glad we are having the conversation. I just maybe wish that it could have started in a better place and from a better perspective and from better and, and more capable journalists. Um but, I can I can roll you know, with at that. least I'm I'm more interested but, yeah. in the end result, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. So do do you wanna jump to tech for a little while? Yeah, let's go to tech. So I I finally just got my iPhone 10 last month. Uh my a Verizon Edge plan. I was just waiting for uh to finish paying enough on the previous phone that I didn't have to pay to upgrade. Um I I am loving it. It's yeah, become second mine. nature to me. I don't miss a home button at all. No, no, that's the thing I miss the least. The only thing that annoys me sometimes is when I'm laying in bed like on my side cuz I'm a side sleeper. Yep. I sometimes like like touch ID won't work. Uh, face ID or face ID rather. Yeah, yeah because my you know, like and and that's frustrating. But other than that, and, and sometimes in that case, I wish I could just immediately go to entering in my pen rather than having to have it fail. But that's really, I mean, that's such a you know first world problem thing. Yeah, sure. No, I, I've experienced this, and there have been times that in the middle of the night, I wished I could just find the home button with my thumb, and it would just open. But also, I shouldn't be opening my phone in the middle of the night as much as I do. So maybe it'll cure that for me. I don't know. I do love having a wireless charger next to my bed. Yeah, yeah. I haven't done that yet, but I'm going to buy one. Um, uh, Brie told me that she was um, that, that she got an anchor charger, wireless charger that works really well. So I think I'm going to do um, uh, get one of those. I haven't really felt the need, but I think I'm going to go... Um, I kind of like that idea. So what I want to do is replace the magnetic mount in my car with a key compatible. Yeah. Charger. Yeah. The, um, yeah. The, um, I really like the Mophie one for that. Yeah. Yeah. I think they've been at it a long time and, uh, the Mophie one's cool. I got one from, uh, I forget what the brand it's it. Uh, I got it for L and, uh, it has like a U shape metal magnet like the uh -huh. part on the back of the phone is u-shaped so that it still works with regular chargers um, oh that's cool i can't remember the name of the company i'll have to look it up uh because it's the company that i had bought my own magnetic mount from i don't know why i got it for her first but um i uh i have a whatchamacallit i'm using like a spigen like a, a a very inexpensive but i like it a clear case that's fairly thin are you using a case on yours? I have a, uh, yeah, it's the, yeah, I don't remember what the brand name is. It's the one with two like U shapes connected together. That's their logo. Um, but yeah, I put a case on when I bought it just because with the Verizon edge plan, if you get a big enough like ding in the side of it, you can't get your next phone. So. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was just, even though I bought the Apple care, the, you know, it's just, it's like so expensive to get it repaired. It's just like, I'm not doing that. Um, I do the insurance uh, thing. Uh, yeah. Which basically I can smash the phone to pieces. And for a hundred bucks, I have a new phone the next morning and I can then trade it in for an upgrade. It's that's good. It's that's good. It. See, I'm going to switch to T-Mobile. I've been saying that for years, but I'm actually going to switch to T-Mobile. So I got mine. I like paid outright for mine and, uh, and I'm going to just, um, switch it over to T-Mobile since, uh, Verizon, 
Verizon's about to start locking their phones anyway, which is annoying. Oh, I was going to say, why would you switch to T-Mobile? They're cheaper and I pay so much for Verizon right now. I'm not satisfied with it. Like I would have really good service. Like I'm going to pay half. Wow. So I pay a hundred and hundred and. 15 right now per month okay well that well that's not that much cheaper than t-mobile or, or more expensive than t-mobile but i'm paying like over 200 right now and so wow, for okay. for our and stuff and so I, I i can i can like cut that in half so that's significant so do you have a home a home pod yet yeah but i'm gonna return it why um oh, i only bought it so i can compare it with the sonos i got the the two sonos um uh ones um yeah uh, for for 350 deal that was for me much better i just wanted to i i didn't see anybody reviewing them the right way so i bought it to review <laughs> and uh yeah i mean honestly and i wanted to just kind of hear it for myself it sounds really good but apple music is not my i mean i, I subscribed to apple music and i listen to it but it's not great for a multi-user setup so you know even if grant did subscribe to apple music he wouldn't be able to use it with his stuff um but he uses spotify and i also use spotify and I use other apps and it doesn't work with any of that. And AirPlay it works with, but AirPlay is kind of a pain and I don't think is really um, a, a true solution um, for a lot of these things. Sonos's app isn't great, but at least it works with a lot of other sources and you can use the voice stuff with, with um, uh, Spotify, which, and we can do multiple accounts that way, which is good. Do you use, Plus, with your Sonos, do you use Alexa? Yeah, yeah. Um, which is cool. Like, no, it won't play like Apple Music from Alexa, but right. Sonos app will, will do all that stuff. Plus, it'll do my local library better, frankly, than how the, the current um, HomePod setup works. Like, for instance, trying to get um, audiobooks that I have on my iTunes library played out of my HomePod, I have to be on my iMac and I have to do it over airplay which right. is frustrating whereas at least my itunes library i can sync with sonos and so i can select it from an app so i don't have to go into where the imac is and and, and use that yeah. because it doesn't work with the ipod the, the itunes um you know um, home library at all like it works with itunes in the cloud and it works with um you know apple music but it doesn't work with any of your local stuff unless you're explicitly on that machine and using airplay which i'm like what are you doing? You know, and I don't know, it's just too limited for me right now. I think that if they were to add um, more support in Siri kit for more services, I would be much more interested in it. But until then, especially since you can't pair them right now and, and airplay two isn't out yet. And, and the Sonos is going to get airplay two. Yeah. I just, you know, for me, I can't justify it. So that's, that's what's going to sell me on the Sonos. The play one is airplay two, because right now I have echoes around the house and I have most of my speakers are hooked into airplay devices. So yeah. in order to use the echoes to play music, I need to have Bluetooth interfaces right. and there's currently no good way to connect something via both uh, like switchable between Bluetooth right. and AirPlay. Yeah, no, it, and that the, the uh, once uh, the Sonos gets uh, native AirPlay too, that'll definitely be good. The other thing you can do with Sonos, I haven't done it, but a lot of people have, is there's an app called AirSonos that will basically just create an AirPlay um, connection. You can run it on any sort of box, but you could even use like a Raspberry Pi, um, and basically it'll let you turn any of your Sonos stuff into AirPlay speakers. Yeah, that sounds tempting. So, and, and that's cool. You can also, uh, with the Sonos, like they, they charge a lot of money for their Sonos Connect, which is their thing that'll let you do a line in. Um, so you can use any of your expensive speakers and connect it to your Sonos system, but they're expensive if you want to use that or you have to get like the, the Play 5 or whatever. Yeah. But again, you can use a Raspberry um, a Pi and people have like built little server things with Air Sonos to basically build your own for like $50 with a Raspberry Pi that'll do the exact same thing. So you can just connect your turntable or, or whatever your line in thing is nice. and it'll, and it'll airplay it um, to whatever speakers you want. So uh, did you see uh, Intel's vaunt glasses? Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. I, uh, granted, like it's a little like basically monochrome CRT display in your eye, but it's, 
Be, they're so um, inconspicuous. I mean, they look like glasses. Oh, I agreed. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's very obviously it was very much like kind of a prototype kind of thing and a very controlled demo, but it looked really good. My only fear is that obviously they like Dieter uh, from The Verge did the write up and he like did it in December. And then like by January, the company is like, well, we might be selling ourselves or trying to sell it or do something. And Intel has a history of having really cool projects that it then just abandons. So I hope they don't do that in this case. Well, I, or I, I hope cool. Or I hope the tech, you know, finds some way to continue. I, I so I'm obsessed with the idea of smart glasses, but I haven't seen anything yet. Uh, Neil Stevenson, the cyberpunk author, yeah, uh, he wrote about gargoyles like back in Snow Crash. And they were these like government agents that wore their computers and they were an embarrassment in public because they were hmm. just covered in like basically a laptop split across all their body parts. Um, I, I've always kind of equated the more obvious like Google Glass type of tech with the gargoyle. Oh, totally. Whereas yeah, it's a great analogy. If, if this kind of thing could be completely inconspicuous and inconspicuous to the user like not having heads-up displays that you're clearly reading your email while you're talking to somebody um like to actually make these things work in a way that integrates them without being distracting i i'd be super into that no i agree with you and then i, I look at stuff like hololens which is really cool but is obviously you know aimed at a, a different sort of audience for right now that has amazing potential and i'm like if you could eventually get that HoloLens tech into something in this form factor, how amazing would that be? Yeah. Dude, because HoloLens is really cool. Can you imagine like if you, if you, if, if you had something that was constantly like recording data for you, uh, processing so that next time you walked up to somebody in a given location, it would remind you what, like their kids names. Yeah. Like just to have that kind of personal assistance, uh, would make my life very different, not uh -huh. just not just by helping you remember the obvious things that I do always forget, but by actually making me better at conversing, at uh, at working. That yeah, I would be super excited about that. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that that would be great. I also, I just, I like the fact that, you know, um, they even if the tech is low low tech, that they look like glasses. Um, and I, they I'd, don't look silly. I'd be willing to replace my eyes just to, or like, you know, put them into contacts or something. Oh, that I would, I, I would kill. <laughs> I've been saying that for years. Like, like if, if they, they can give me contact lenses with, with stuff like my dream, honestly, is to be able to take pictures with my eyes. Like oh, that's my sure. dream. Yeah. And, you know, I could do that in contact lenses or if I could even have a HUD or any sort of thing in my contacts. Hell yeah. You know, especially if, if like you said, you meet somebody and like their name comes up, like they're, like they're, you know, um, their address book, you know, things yeah. so you're like this, this person, this is where they work. This is what office they're in, you know, whatever, like that would be really helpful. Or even for directions, like how great would it be? You're walking and it's showing you on your face in real time. Like, no, yeah. you need to turn this way, you know, and, and, and it doesn't even and have to augmented have reality okay. through and through. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, but like that's for any of this to work. You're looking at some serious cloud computing. Of course. Which leads to serious, like, uh, privacy concerns right now. You can oh, kind of, yeah. you can, you can work around them. But if you're walking down the street and, you know, even half the people around you are currently recording using facial recognition, all of this, it's, it's the whole, like, uh, shadow profile on Facebook, uh -huh. but in the real world. But in the real world, yeah, no. I mean, and it, it's it's kind of like eventually what it basically does is it kind of creates, like, that network in, you know, the dark night where, um, you know, they're, they they use, like, all the cell signals to triangulate everything and spy on everyone. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Yeah, um, 100%. You know, like, it, it really is. And and that, sadly, I, I feel like is I, – I don't want I don't want to say inevitable, but I feel like parts of it will be, and it's just a matter of – you know, um, how encrypted that stuff can be. Could, could you build the AI? Cause you could potentially say that you could build the AI that unless you're making, you know, direct physical contact with someone, like, unless you're like actually like looking at them in certain thing, like if somebody's just walking past you, that it's not capturing. Ooh, it would be the iPhone 10 attention center. That's what I'm saying. And so you, <laughs> you so, so you could kind of say, okay, you know, we're not going to, we're, we're going to blur this sort of data. We're not going to capture, um, 
license plates. We're not going to capture, right. you know, but then, then you're in the realm of trust. No, I agree. And <laughs> at that point, that's why I think it becomes interesting to say, cause you say cloud, it's like, okay, who are the companies who are going right. to do this? Who are, who are we going to trust with our information and who are we going to trust to protect the information, which there, I think is the there are thing. limited options. Uh, yeah. I mean, you have to, for a company to pull off the kind of, uh, convenience that would make it worthwhile for most people to to have uh, like biotech and and body tech, you would have to be able to provide massive amounts of data. Yeah. Even just to recognize someone's face and bring up your own data about that person. Oh yeah. You're still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, there, no, I mean, there aren't that many companies that have the infrastructure set up to do that. So you're looking no, you're, at no, Google you're, 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 and Amazon. At Microsoft, at Apple, at Facebook, you're looking at those five. Yeah, yeah. Which is I mean, that's that's yeah. the part that scared me. I love. I'm like I romanticized the tech. No, same. But that it, it's it's the other things. Yeah, because no, it's those five companies that have the infrastructure, and and I think Apple is probably the least capable of them, just because um, their public commitment to to privacy and and also just their their frankly their cloud infrastructure is is so far behind. Um, you know, they, they rely on other people's stuff, which is fine. Um, but you know, these other companies have, have been for, you know, the better part of of a decade or more than a decade, you know, building, um, lots and lots of very powerful, you know, uh, cloud backends and are all, although all five of them are investing very, very heavily in AI and machine learning and in models and all that. Um, so yeah, it, it becomes, it becomes interesting. I mean, I think Google probably has the, the biggest advantage, but Google's also the one that scares me the most. Yeah. Although Google, I weirdly am more comfortable with than say Amazon, just because I feel like Google is at least competent. I Whereas- I tend to agree with that. I like I can't fully explain it, but as scared of Google as I am and have been, uh, I do trust them more than Amazon. Yeah. I I would also trust them to create their own. Uh, health insurance more than I trust Amazon. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I. <laughs> although, you know that regardless of who it is, the customer service is going to be awful. Like Google's customer service is, is god awful. So I can only imagine when they want to automate everything and have all the <laughs> all, all the insurance customer service going through email or through you know like uh, bots and be automated. Like it, it'll be like when people accidentally get their Gmail account shut off, it'll be like, Oh, your insurance has been shut off. And you're like, I can't talk to a human. They're like, yeah, no humans exist. Sorry. We've looked at your claim and have decided, you know, you know what I mean? Like you can just see the horror stories. Like yeah. it's hard enough for people to return their, their, their Google pixels. Um, but I, I but will I, but, say that that's probably still better than the customer service I'm currently getting from Minnesota's, uh, I mean, ACA. this is probably true. I mean, this is probably true, which is really sad. <laughs> Did you? So the uh, I think it was the second episode of Electric Sheep. Uh, it was this AI, like the world had basically ended, and this AI had taken over. And after the humans were gone, it continued to send out. It was like it was running factories and producing things and sending them out to the remaining humans, just because its entire purpose was to create and to ship. And it just kept going and eventually became like, uh, I guess, uh, a monarch of the world. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm sensing you didn't see that one, but it's, no. worth, it's worth finding. No, I've only seen the first one, but I will find it. Yeah. <sighs> so where do you want to go with our remaining minutes? Well, I kind of wanted, I, 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 was, I didn't know if we wanted to talk about Parkland, but that's really heavy. So let's not get into that. I, I'll admit that the last item on my personal list here was gun control. Um, okay, well then let's get into it. <laughs> we we absolutely don't have to. I think I I think it's it's safe to say we both agree very strongly on the issue. Um, yeah, yeah, very much so. The only thing I would say, what I I think that the kids have been so impressive. I've been so incredibly impressed with how vocal so many of the survivors have been and how they've been using social media and direct communication channels um, to fight back against the narrative that um, the right has been trying to push, that they always try to push. Right. I really hope that they are successful in keeping the story going after the news cycle ends. I agree. And that's going to be the hard thing because there are so many 
there's scandals every day and yeah. there are things that happen all the time. Um, I will say though, that I think that the tenor of this coverage has been very different than any, than any other school shooting that we've seen because of this direct response thing, because they've actually been able to take control of the narrative themselves. Right. And part of that was, you know, the fact that, that they were, you know, snap snapping and, and tweeting and, and sharing stuff out as it was happening. And, and it was disgusting to me that some pundits and politicians had the temerity to criticize them. How dare you share this? And it's like, no, this is what these mediums are supposed to be used for, to share the horror, to, to make sure that they're okay, to check in with one another, and for us to all get a glimpse of what this is and not hear about it secondhand, you know, or, or, or hours later, um, because it really drills it all home. And I, and I think it makes it that much more real and that much harder to change the focus of the issue. And and I, I'd said this on Twitter, and I saw I saw your post on Facebook um, that my husband also kind of agreed with it, said that if you were to look at warning signs, you know, you would have been one of those kids. And, and Grant said that he the same thing about him. And I was thinking back, you know, I was in high school when Columbine happened. I was in college when Virginia Tech happened. And I was so frustrated that immediately, you know, the, the conversation around Columbine went to, you know, um, blaming the goths and blaming Marilyn Manson. Exactly. And, and blaming bullying and the jocks and, and even blaming some of the victims of the school. And I, I was like, I went to a school that was just like Columbine, like from a demographic perspective. And of course, you know, you have people who are bullied and whatnot, but those people don't, you know, build bombs and, um, have guns and, and go in and, and shoot people up and, and plan entire things like that. That's, that's not something that's normal that happens. And, and having access to that stuff shouldn't be possible. Uh, there should be, you know, um, and we see those with all kinds of mass shootings. It's like people buying it and collecting ridiculous amounts of ammo. And it's like, why isn't that setting something off someplace? Why right. it's like, if you, if you, if you order too many, um, I don't know. You know, we, we, we monitor so many other types of purchases and so many other things, but, but yet buying huge caches of bullets, nobody blinks an eye. Yeah. And that's, that's a problem. And I, I don't know. I, I just feel like in this case, I'm just really proud of these young people who nearly 20 years later, I'm so sad that they have to go through this and this has become still part of our national conversation, but I'm so impressed and proud that they have been speaking up and using their voices. And like, like you said, I hope that the conversation is able to continue past the news cycle and that they're able to hold people accountable. But I feel like it'll be harder for politicians to do the typical politician thing. Now, of course, they still will, but it, it becomes much harder when you have the victims actively speaking and taking a stand in things, you know, because yeah. you can't do your typical rallies when the victims are, are protesting you. Uh, because how... Because how, how do you do that? How how do you if you're an NRA thing? How, how how do you do that if if you've got you know um, protests of people and and the victims are among them? How what, what are you going to say to them? Oh well, I'm sorry that your friends died, but it's really important that everybody be able to buy an AR-15. You're going to say I can't believe you're politicizing this. It's like it is a political issue. <laughs> so I don't claim to have the answer. I I I don't know that much about you know the difference between an ar and uh ak and a freaking shotgun like i i don't i don't know i don't care if, if it were me if it kills people regulate it you know like i don't care what happens but fucking do something yep like we can't just sit around and talk about this and that's what i'm hoping if they can keep this going past the news cycle if they can keep people interested enough that when it gets to election time that having gun control as a platform issue is a benefit like yep. if people are fired up enough the majority of the country wants it and yep. the nra can propagandize as much as they want but if the conversation can remain as relevant as it is right now through midterm elections it, we can get people who will actually enact change Current yeah, politicians are going to be hesitant. Like it's, I don't care what party you belong to. They're going to be hesitant. We don't want to make this our primary platform. We don't want to make these big waves. We right. want to get into office and then you're going to get, there's no way to tell the difference between people that just want to play the system and want to enact change. <sighs> I wish I could vote for, uh, uh, 
oh, what's her name? Your co-host, isn't Brianna. she? Brianna. Brianna. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. But hopefully there will be more like her. No, I agree. And and that, I mean, at least that this is sort of starting to happen. I don't know if you saw this, but apparently there was a, a, a protest um, in front of the White House today where teens like laid on the ground in protest of gun reform, like in front of the, on the White House lawn. That makes sense. There's a national walkout planned. Yeah, I know, which I, I love. Like, hell yeah. Yeah. I hope they do it well. Yeah, me too. And I hope that I hope that um, lots and lots of people take part in that because yeah. I know it didn't do anything. And when I was in college with the Iraq stuff, but we had walkouts and I, I believe almost everybody on my campus walked out as one of those things where the professors weren't even I mean, they just they were like, go, you know, um, I have but, a feeling that there are going to be a lot of teachers in support of this walkout. I agree 100% because they don't want to, I mean, you have, you have people who are literally saying, oh, we should be arming teachers. Are you sick? <laughs> are you insane? Teachers don't want that. Are you kidding me? Can you even imagine like what kind of pressure that puts on a teacher to say, now I have to have firearm training so I can teach a class. Right. Where do you store it? How do you protect it? How am I supposed to get to it? I mean, somebody made a really good point. Um, they were talking about Chris Kyle, who was the American sniper guy who um, a soldier he was trying to help um, through PTSD through, um, you know, um, with by taking him to shooting ranges and whatnot, you know, he was murdered by that guy. And, 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 and the guy had some severe mental problems. And the whole story is just tragic. Actually, there was I think it was the Atlantic, I believe there was a great long form piece on it about, you know, six years ago, that was really, really good. But, um, you know, but he was like, whether you believe all of his kill stories or not, he was like one of like the best, you know, sniper shooters, period. He was with another guy. They had their own guns on him and they were still murdered by this kid before they even had a chance to take their guns out of their holsters. It's like. Uh, the data is there across the board. Exactly. It's just it's the, having people armed. People are like, oh, all of a sudden you're just going to be, you know, like Rambo and you're going to be able to just, you know, fight back. It's like, that's not how it works. Yeah. No, uh, there's there's no data to support the idea that we need more guns, not less. No, exactly. And not and fewer. I think that and I think that the, the teachers certainly aren't going to want that. I mean, because that just makes God. I mean, school is bad enough as it is. Can you imagine having to go someplace and knowing that there are loaded weapons like right. or you're, you're in an environment where teachers are they double as security like this yeah is exactly it's, 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 <laughs> it's like bad enough that cops kill people like how long before then you know what i mean yeah. like a, a teacher's like oh i thought he was threatening right. you know what i mean like no 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 it's bad enough that anybody who's brown combine you know, combine armed teachers with stand your ground laws and you have a problem <laughs> Yeah. All right. That was a cheery way to wrap up an episode. It was, but you know what? I think people come to expect this from us and it's, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll try to, we'll try to find things that are more, uh, more fun to talk about in the future. And we're going to do this in, in two weeks. I'm well, going to say that now. It, yeah. Okay. And instead of putting gun control last on my list, I'll put something, uh, I'll put like, I'll put smart glasses last on my list. Yeah, exactly. That that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> and we can end by romanticizing tech and fearing Google and Amazon at the same time. So, yeah. No, it's all going to get dark. That's what we do. I mean, it, it, it is what we do, Brett. Like, that's kind of the nature of the show. It truly is. All right. Well. <laughs> I've missed you. I have missed you as well uh, for months now. So, yes, let's let's at, right after this, we're going to schedule a two weeks from now date. And, we absolutely uh, are. And we'll be back soon. In the meantime, get some sleep, Christina. Get some sleep, Brett. The system is going down low.